Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. What's up, everybody? This is Joe Copeland. Welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today. And also joining me is Dustin Moore and... Dustin Moore, that's it. That's yeah. right. Today we are missing and our... Adam Lazarine. Uh, is gone. Silence in the room. Yeah, Feels he's bad. here. He's just going to sit in. He's not going to uh, mention anything. He's, no. he's going to silently judge us as we talk, right? <laughs> uh, we're... we're uh, we're not going to have that person in here that keeps us on track. I know, That keeps right? us off topic. I love it. Uh, so hopefully he doesn't and go back and it. listen to this and like, dude, y'all guys are lost without me. You guys stink. <laughs> no, I'm no. excited. It's going to be a different dynamic, but uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Adam, uh, our yeah. our resident old guy is... Uh... Resident old guy. <laughs> oh yeah, this Man, could be an episode where we can roast him. He's not here to defend himself, let's, and let's I love it. Him. Okay, uh, Adam, just just to preface anything we may or may not state about you in this episode, just know we love you. We do. We do. Like a brother, which is why we're going to roast you, because that's what brothers do, right? More of, more of a dad. Brother dad. Brother, uh, Listen, brother dad, Adam, sir. <laughs> yes, father. Yes, father. No, just joking. He's he's such father. a good friend, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know him and hang yeah, out with him yeah, through this yeah. uh, process, but... So, Dustin, you're just getting back from camp. Dude, it has been a busy couple of weeks. Our church went through VBS week, Mm -hmm. uh, made it through that, limped through the end of it, you know, as one does when you're you're just worn out, you know, um, and went straight from that into camp. Camp. I I literally, I don't think I, no, I didn't have a day between, I may have had like half a day between one and the other. That's crazy. Um, and just now got back this weekend. It was an awesome experience. Um, it was it was wonderful. The the camp that we went to while we were there through the week had about 5,000 there on campus, which is crazy that it has a higher population, which that's actually a smaller population compared to what I've seen before. Uh, but a larger population than home. Than the town uh, we're in right now. Yeah, think about yeah, that. yeah. It's, That's crazy. It's crazy to think of. Uh, but across those 5,000 students in all of camp, we had, uh, I want to say about 350 salvations throughout the week. Which Praise is, God, dude. That's oh, cool. Dude, it was, That's awesome. It is always a pleasure and just a blessing to be able to witness it. Um, especially being able to walk through some of our students as they're going through that decision-making process yeah. on their own. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. And then, you know, on, on top of that, man, like just seeing the visible, and, and I've made this statement since we've got back. I talked to my friend who was a youth pastor. His youth group joined us, and we had a lot of fun hanging out with them. I've got some stories to share that maybe I'll eventually share and use as examples here on, yeah, <laughs> on the podcast. Sure. Um, but... You know, it, just seeing the visible difference in the spiritual lives of students yeah. Monday to Friday was astounding. And it, and to be clear, it's something that always happens at camp. Yeah. But this year, it was exceptionally visible. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And so it was, it was a fun time. I'm glad to be back. 
glad to have had a nice couple days of rest. Praise the Lord yeah, yeah. after the last several weeks. How uh, many energy drinks did you drink that week? None. Wow. How? None. And you don't you don't drink coffee either? How did you survive? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, there was a midweek run into town to pick up some supplies. Yeah. And I had a cherry vanilla Coke Zero. Ooh, that sounds good. While I was there. That was um, that was it, huh? That was it. Oh, wow. And You're and then on the bus ride home, I had myself a just regular cherry Coke Zero, um, just to give myself a little treat, you know, <laughs> as one does. Right. But oh, man, cool. like other than that, it was water bottle after water bottle after yeah, water good. bottle. Um, it was hot. It was the coolest temperature I've ever had at camp. Oh really? But it was warm. Yeah. So hydration was always important. Um, got down on some sponsor volleyball, threw down in the volleyball oh, yeah. pits. Um, we played three games. We lost two. Mm. Although the one we did win is actually local to our area. And if you oh, happen okay. to hear this and you know who you are, I'm not sorry. Booyah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. We caught a win, caught oh, a win. That's so awesome. that, that was fun. And uh, dude, our kids just had a blast. It was, yeah. it was awesome. Uh, we stayed busy at the rec fields. Mm-hmm. We went around to the coffee shops and the gift shops, saw the gum tree, the springs, like just everything. Yeah. Um, one of those, one of those stories that I, I have to tell and Brandon, I know that you listen to this podcast and I'm not sorry for being able to tell this story <laughs> in the slightest. Um, but Brandon's students were with me and we decided to go get coffee. I had promised one of them that I'd get them coffee. And so, yeah. We all went as a group and left him behind. <laughs> oh, no. And so while we were there, he called us and said, hey, where'd you guys go? We told him. And he's like, all right, I'm on my way. Well, he went to the wrong coffee shop. Oh, no. And so he backtracked to come to the right coffee shop. And we said, okay, let's do this. And we took off out of the coffee shop a different way than he would have been coming. Oh, no. So he never saw us. Uh, he called us again and was like, hey, where are you guys at? And we were like, well, we, we decided to leave. We're over by the zip lines, which is up a massive hill. Oh, no. Steepest hill in camp. Yeah. And uh, gave it a little bit, moved to locations again, <laughs> and led him around. He got to the zip lines, and we said, well, we walked down the backside to the springs. Oh, no. Which, so, so the other side of the hill. Towards the gum tree and the, and the springs. And so he went down that direction. Meanwhile, we're in the gift shop chilling in the AC. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, awesome. And then we circled oh. back to our cabin and started playing card games. And a couple yeah. of the girls started making bracelets and stuff. And he's like, where did you guys go? <laughs> and he made the statement of, fine, I've got... And he, he named some of the students who were with him. With me. And we will just... Uh, We'll go back to the cabin and we'll just see you guys when you get there. Yeah. That's hilarious. And then we decide to try and hide from him while we're at the cabin. And one of one of the girls that was with me pulled up on uh, some kind of way. She had some kind of way of being able to see where her friends were. Uh, uh, anyway, she she was like, okay, they're, they're almost here. If we want to hide, now's the chance. Well, we were so late. The only way to hide was to go out the back door of the cabin uh-huh. and circle back behind them like we were never there. <laughs> And so we all get up, sprint through the kitchen, burst through the back door, turn to our left, and they're trying to sneak in the back door. Oh, no way. <laughs> and it was one of those, like, we just met face to face. We were like, uh, oh, this is awkward. Everybody back inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No, it was it was super fun. That's it was hilarious. super super fun. Uh, a lot of good memories. A lot of fun. Good thing they had coffee while they were on that trek. Yes, right? yes, it's okay. We energized ourselves. We walked around collectively as uh, the bucket hat crew. Yeah. And called out anybody that had bucket hats at camp. Uh, I saw your pink bucket hat. Yeah, you did. That you was... s- you saw me on social media with the pink I bucket know. hat. That was, uh, was not mine. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't? was not Man. my hat. I was hoping you'd bring um, one back for me. No, no. Uh, I do have the link to buy it on Amazon. I'll throw that your way. I don't care that much. But uh, <laughs> no, it was one of one of Brandon's students had given me their, their yeah. pink bucket hat to wear because it looked funny. And uh, so I claimed it for the week. Yeah. So. Dude, so camp for me is it has uh, I, it's some of my best childhood memories from oh, for middle sure. school and high school. Uh, I can just think of so many different stories, whether it's. Uh, I actually posted a, a a poll on on our Instagram story of people's top uh, memories from camp. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And so you know, mine was like the blob. And then oh, uh, yeah, if, if you've had a rec lake, uh, a recreation lake at, uh, at your camp, you've done the blob before. Uh, some other people like pillow fights in the dorm, and you know, getting to know friends, mm, and so yeah, good stuff. And then I actually my. Uh, after my junior year, my, the summer between my junior and senior year, I actually worked at a Christian camp. And then the, another, then the summer sure. after my senior year, after I graduated, I worked at a camp. And so a camp, the camp, the whole Christian camp idea has a very special place in my sure, heart. Yeah. And so it's kind of what um, brought, uh, it was a perfect timing for, for this kind of episode is kind of talk about the, the Jesus high that happens from camp. Yeah. You see and, it every year that you go yeah. and, and, I'm firm on this. I see it every year in the lives of students. Mm-hmm. And it is something that I preach to them every year, especially like when it hits that Friday night, yeah. you know, camp is over. Yeah. Like we're leaving to go home tomorrow morning. Let's yeah. wrap things up. About to hit the real um, world. It's that, it's that, Hey guys, like we're, we're about to get on the church bus. And when we get home, and step off. We're back in the real world, mm-hmm. and you guys are stepping off of that bus as as truly missionaries, yeah. telling the story of how your life has changed this week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we always warn students about that. You know, backsliding mm-hmm. that happens when we get back into our home environment or yeah. or yeah. our normal everyday environment, because it's so easy to leave the routine that you've built that is good for you and will um, guide you towards growth yeah. and fall back into the average day-to-day um, that, that you know, that one finds themselves in. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're in a, uh, you know, you have to go back to maybe not a such a stable home life or mm-hmm. maybe some friends that, that you uh, had made previously that maybe aren't great influences on you. And sure. And you were kind of motivated to go, to pursue some healthier relationships whenever you get back. And then you, uh, you get back in the real world and you just kind of get, uh, you get sucked back into where you were before you left. And yeah. so, how do you what? How do you tell your students to avoid that uh, kind of that regulation back to where you were? Sure, um, you know, for me, when I look at that question, right, uh, I have to realize there can't be an old regular. There has to be a new. That's good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I have the old routine that I did on a day to day basis that put me in the situation that I I was in, That's and good, that yeah. God has called me out of. Yeah. 
and I have to leave that old regular behind mm-hmm. and replace it with the new regular yeah. that God has given me. I love that. Right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love about the camp that we go to is our kids are just beat over the head with scripture, man. Yeah. Like we have two services a day with the entirety of the camp, all 5,000 people together. Right. Okay. Um, they have a quiet time that they have to do on their own mm-hmm. where they're digging into scripture yeah. on their own in a guided way through uh, a d- little devotional book that camp provides, yeah. but they have to do it on their own. Um, and then we have two in cabin lessons that are taught this year. One was done by video and then the other was either myself or Brandon teaching. Okay. Um, and then we have two times a day that we do small groups. And so they are just continually hit with everything that you can imagine yeah. as far as uh, digging in and learning about scripture. Yeah. And, and for them, right, that becomes a routine. It becomes a habit. By the end of the week, you see them like it hits that mon- that morning quiet time time. Quiet time time. Quiet time time. Uh, and they grab their Bible. They grab their devotional book. And they head to their spot, yeah. right? And it's funny how they settle into the same spot that they always do every uh-huh. day. Yeah, um, it's comfortable. It, it, but they fall into this routine where almost their day is less centered around meal times and fun times, and it's more centered about scripture. Yeah. And e- I find it even in the free time, right? Like you have the free time in the afternoon up until dinner. Um, they they know that everything shuts down at a certain point so that we have time to fuel up and head to worship Mm -hmm. because that's the big part of the day. Um, And so it's building that routine and that habit while we're there, but then we have to transplant that to home, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I can't build all those habits and work on those habits. You know, it'd be a lot easier if camp was a month long, right? right? Yeah. Where I actually had the the amount of days for me to build a habit, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't. And so I've only laid the groundwork while I'm at camp. Yeah. And if I don't continue to work on it when I get home, then I'm going to lose what I built. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, I have to keep building. I have to keep placing those Legos down. That's right. Right. Um, in such a way that I'm, I'm focusing on the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's have to really want it. Absolutely. Yeah. And And, that's, and I want to be clear. No. Um, it's not necessarily the the I want it. It's the God working these things out in us. Of course. But we we have to realize and we have to, to know that for that change that's taking place, right, we can't forsake what God has been working in us, you know, yeah. for the sake of comfort. Yeah. No, I love that, dude. That's that's so good. Uh, I've <clears throat> I went to a uh have you ever heard of Walk to Emmaus before? Uh, you've told me I've before, told you about it, yeah, slightly. It's but a, I don't. Yeah, know. it's if you've been if you're a part of the of, of the Emmaus community, you, you know what it is. It's a, it's basically a a uh, three day just. Uh, it's for adults or it's men or women. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't mix. Uh, sure, but it's it's a, it's a time where you just. Uh, they they take all of your phones, all of your watches. They don't have any clocks. You have sure. no clue what time it is. And uh, it's just a time where you're just ultra present. And they kind of help create some of those uh, routines and that uh, this is the time. Or sure. at this hour you go and 
you do your quiet time and Bible yeah. study in this hour we have worship and blah 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 and uh, I look back into my time when I did that I think I did it four or five years ago um, and uh, I, I that was probably the most recent time that I had had, had that Jesus High moment yeah. where I, I was coming off of a camp uh, of, of a retreat or something like that because adults still do stuff sure. like that just not as much as, as Sure. Um, yeah, unless and and I think minister. it's important to note, like, especially in that scenario, what you're feeling um, really hinges on your being unplugged. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Um, it's one thing. Camp rolls around every year, and there's always going to be that middle school boy that comes to me and says, hey, um, so so can I bring my Xbox to camp? No, you can't bring your <laughs> Xbox. Leave it at home. Right. You can do without it for a week. Yeah. Um, and until the last couple of years, we were firm and we take phones away, mm-hmm. right? And and we'll give them to their small group leaders and say, look, there's an hour a day. Mm-hmm. You have that window to do whatever you need to do yeah. with your phone yeah. uh, within reason, as long as it is, you know, serving no awesome. <laughs> nefarious yeah. purpose. Right. Um, but other than that, well, we're going to take your phones away yeah. because we want you to be unplugged. We don't want that to be a focus. Of course. We don't want yeah. it to hinder you. Yeah. Um, That's where I see the most and, growth. Man. It, and it's tough. And I, I had students come to me and say, Hey, like we're not on our phones. We don't, you know, we're, it's not being a problem, yeah. but I really like my phone so that I'm able to take pictures. Uh, yeah. And so I kind of was like, oh, okay, well we've tested it the last two years and, and I've been pleasantly surprised by, um, the lack of it being an issue. Yeah. That's good. Within students. Um, in fact, I think back to this last camp, this last week of camp, I can't think of a time when I saw a student just like sitting around, yeah. just messing around on their phone yeah. um, in, in any time where they shouldn't have been, I guess you could say. Um, most of the time it was just for taking pictures and stuff, yeah. and, which was really, it was refreshing to see yeah. students really that's good. handle that. And that's, that's something that, that's one of the big reasons that the, the camp, um, idea is so effective is because it's that retreat mm-hmm. it's that uh being unplugged yeah. and being out of worldly things yeah. and so i think whenever we talk about how do we keep that jesus high that's when we use um methods that we've talked about like doing sure. social media fasts or or yeah. unplugging from certain things for a certain period of time yeah and yeah. i think that's an important practice to do to uh just to once again recreate that awareness recreate that that um presence in order that we can uh, listen to the holy spirit better and listen to god and and figure out what he's trying to say to us yeah so you know i personally i I find myself leaning this direction right um when i think about this this camp high as we call it i think about it as our battery being fully recharged yeah right and and i've heard this with sponsors and adults that go to camp and I've heard this with students I can't wait till camp and I just uh, I get that recharge uh-huh. right yeah. and and that phrasing has always hit me wrong right yeah. initially I was like oh yeah you know that makes sense yeah yeah, I, I love camp too I, I can't wait to go to camp and I, and I do I love camp yeah. can't wait for it I can't wait for next year and I just got back of course but um, I cannot place my ability to recharge my faith in a sense or to build on my faith or to deepen my faith yeah. solely 
upon camp. If I rely on camp to do that for me, what I have is not something that builds my faith in Christ yeah. or builds my relationship with God. What I have is an idol. Yeah. In a very real sense. Yeah, that's very and, true. And when we push things to get to that point, um, more harm is done than benefit. Yeah. And we have to be careful and guard from that. What we are identifying with when we see that camp experience and we're experiencing that camp high is our battery is fully refreshed. Mm -hmm. We are recharged. Our focus has shifted back towards Christ the way that it should be in the first place. So don't, don't ask the question of how do I maintain that mountaintop when I get home? Don't ask the question of, man, you know, what can I do to hold on to what I've grabbed? Think if I think about it in terms of a battery, I have recharged at camp. What can I do while I'm at home to make sure that I'm continually charged? Exactly. You, you yeah. think about, we live in a society where, like you said, it, and I think this is one of the most important parts is um, of what you said, is that unplugged moment from your phone. Right, that's where you experience the most. Okay, phones are such a vital piece of our society. Yeah. Everyone has one. Everyone uses one. It's it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when we lay our head on the pillow at night, or sometimes in the middle of the day, our phone hits a certain point of warning us. Hey, um, I I, I need a little juice. <laughs> I need some help. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing so great. If, if you're like me and you rely on your phone as an alarm to not charge your phone at night, could be a very yeah. bad thing, <laughs> right? Because I'm not going to have that alarm when my phone dies at 2 a.m. and it's not on at 6 right. for me to get my and alarm to wake me up. Yeah. Um, so how do we maintain that charge? We, when we think about it in terms of a cellular device or, yeah. you know, ins I'll, insert the blank of anything that needs charged, right? Yeah. Right now, that's my laptop. Yeah. I'll be I'll, real. I like to think about, I've heard people like, they'll say, I, I'm thinking about leaving this church because I, the, I just don't feel like this pastor feeds me or I don't feel yeah. fed at this church. Yeah. And every time I hear that, I'm like, you're not supposed to go to church hungry. You're supposed to be full throughout sure. through your personal time with the Lord, through your personal time and, of devotion, oh, quiet time. And and yeah. your your hour at yeah. church on a Sunday is supposed to be the time where you you are encouraged, you are filled, you're not you're not being refilled, you're you're it's an overflow of sure. what you've done throughout the and week. I, I agree with that. You know, it it I see it like this. Right. When we are initially saved, when we first have that salvation experience, we are, in a very realistic sense, baby Christians. Yeah. Now, if you think about a baby, is if I set a, you know, gigantic steak in front of a child, is it going to be able to eat it? No. Yeah. Right? Babies have to be fed, and they have to be fed something that they can process and digest. Yeah. So for a baby Christian, they in a sense, need help being fed. Yeah. Eventually they grow to that childlike stage where they begin to feed themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. Um, and then eventually they grow to that adult like stage where they feed others. Yeah. Um, we, we had, we had this illustration at camp, right? Um, first of all, there's our life before Christ where we're broken and all these illustrations were done with chairs, right? Okay. Um, where we're a broken chair. 
There is no earthly way that we can, you know, be complete. Yeah. In a sense. We can't use it. No. Then there's the the moment where we're put back together. So we have a whole chair. Yeah. Right? Um, and then we begin to be discipled. When we're discipled, there's two chairs next to each other. But eventually the disciple becomes the disciple maker. And that is when we have two stacks of chairs yeah. next to each other. Yeah. There is a multiplication process mm-hmm. that is involved within this. Mm-hmm. And as we recharge ourselves, as we refuel, um, we don't go to the church to be served or yeah. to be fed. Yeah. Um, if we continually rely upon that, we will never grow. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to feed ourselves and as we feed ourselves we go through these stages of okay now now that i'm feeding myself more and more i'm i'm a disciple now i'm becoming a disciple maker i'm i'm helping others to follow the same path If, if you picture two cups right one full one empty and we're the full cup in our christian life we pour that cup out do others we pour into others mm-hmm. in our lives we also have to make sure that we're full of course and so we need to be poured in too mm-hmm. and we get poured into by god himself yeah. and he uses a number of different ways to do that but if we distance ourselves from hearing him you know if we distance ourselves from being filled up by him yeah. there are very obvious consequences mm-hmm. very obvious ways that havoc is wreaked upon our lives yeah. um not to say that you know everything's gonna go bad yeah. that's not what i mean yeah. but um there in in a realistic sense there's going to be a lack of growth that we experience that we have to avoid of course adam what do you think about that yeah totally agree cool. i agree with you <laughs> thank you adam yeah and so obviously i want to kind of talk about how this relates to our to our health and health and fitness journey sure um because like we've talked about time and time again mode our our levels of motivation are always highest when we're sure. on the mountain top um but how do we climb back up that mountain or oh, how do we at least stay at a minimal level of <laughs> Why? Why are you gonna come for? Why do you? Why are you gotta come at me like that, Joe? Come on mm, now, nah, dude. You've been been kicked in the kicked in the face while you're down. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, for me, that's a very realistic topic because um, if we throw it back to a month and a half ago, really, at this point, yeah, um, I I was at that mountaintop mm-hmm. and climbing, yeah. And and was enjoying the process. It was a very big spot for me to be at in my physical journey. Um, and then health issue after health issue has come up yeah. over the last like month and a half. Really all summer long, if I'm honest. <laughs> no. um, to where right when I thought I was past things, mm-hmm. another issue came up. Yeah. Uh, which I'm walking through right now. I'm, I'm hoping to have it done by end of... Uh, you know, the month so yeah. that I, I can move on. Yeah. Uh, but man, it has made things so tough. I know. Um, I don't feel, if, if I'm honest, I don't feel on the mountaintop. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've fallen down a little bit and not that I've had any like major backslide. I haven't quit on my dieting. I haven't no. quit on, on any of these other things. It just, 
not being able to be in there and put in the work yeah. has taken a mental toll. Yeah. It really has. Um, so how do I, how do I get back to that? How do I climb back into that? Um, I think like we talked about with establishing a regularity or a schedule with what we do, building those habits and, and maintaining them and letting, yeah. letting that progress over time. Yeah. Um, I think one of the first things is when I'm clear from all these things is I have to force that in there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some time where I just yeah. physically cannot. It's going to be hard for you to rebuild that level of consistency sure. where it's just, you don't even think about it. You you don't think about you just do it when I'm going to work out today or if I'm going to work out, you're thinking about, okay, when am I working out today? Yeah. It's, it's just a part yeah. of your day. And I feel for I feel bad for you, man, because right now my workouts are extremely consistent. I mean, six or seven workouts a week. Yeah, uh, feeling it really good. I mean, I'm I'm dabbled with some new type of programming. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but where my uh, mountaintop is, as I've taken a few thousand feet down, is uh, having a really hard time staying consistent with my nutrition. And so that's where I've kind mm. of probably since the end of the competition. Uh, when was that March? Yeah. Yeah. Middle yeah. of March. I, my weight stayed around the same, you know, uh, plus or minus four uh-huh. or five pounds. Sure. So it's, it's went up a little bit. It's went down, but, um, I, and I'm struggling mentally because my numbers aren't changing on the scale or, you know, I've done the body fat thing on my scale and it's not super accurate, but I use it for com- comparison. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I, I'm starting, uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm getting in, to more clothes that have been in the back of my closet for a long time. I'm starting to wear stuff that I haven't been able to in a long time. And so I know that my body's changing, but not seeing those numbers go has been so difficult. So, yeah, man, I think, and and I feel you, I feel you on that so much. Um, it, it, it hurts that I have, I really haven't had a consistent workout for a full week since probably into May. Yeah. And, and at the time of recording this, we're, First, first, of July. first full week of July, uh, middle of the first full week of July, yeah. um, and I'm not. I'm probably not going to have that for another couple of weeks. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I'm with you. Like, I'm watching the scale. I'm I'm watching my nutrition. Um, that's having to be my focus since I can't put in the work in the gym. Is mm-hmm. is watching the nutrition side of things. Yeah. Um. And and the numbers are being consistent. I'm right where I was. I I know that if I went and ran my six miles on a Monday morning before weigh in, like I always do, I would end up right where I left off. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, there has been no change. Even after camp, I maintained. Okay. That's good. I didn't put on the, the camp 15. (laughs) Oh, I know. As we call, you know, and our cooks fed us well, shout out to them. Uh, but even, even in, as I'm thinking about things, like I'm still able to be a little active, but we're at camp played a little sand volleyball and I'm out there doing back sets and a whole bunch of stuff that I'm doing it and people are going, what, you know, um, <laughs> uh, I'm up there playing ping pong with the kids. I'm, uh, you know, I ran the camp 5k, yeah. which that uh, side note that, that course, awful, awful course. Yeah. Terrible course. Tons of inclines. <laughs> Literally we were halfway done and, uh, and I made the comment I was running with my friend Brandon and we were, keeping each other accountable and pushing each other for pace and uh, and we got through really the second of what i consider the four big inclines Mm -hmm. that are at camp i said brandon we've made it past two and he was like oh sweet i said we only have two more he said wait what (laughs) 
<laughs> so it was a difficult course. Uh, realistically, shout out Brandon, uh, you really pushed me in a way that I needed um, for my health journey. Yeah. Uh, running that 5K with me, uh, coming out the other side. I don't know. I haven't talked to you yet. You may have torn something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hope not. Um, I will fully take responsibility if so. Right. Uh, but toughest 5K course that I've ever been a part of. Wow. And I did it one minute slower than my personal best. Wow. That's awesome, dude. Like, I confidently can say, had that been a regular, more flat oh, yeah, you 5K course, sure. yeah. I would have toasted my yeah. PR time. Yeah. And I have, I have no doubt about it. I'm I'm excited to be able to say that, mm-hmm. man. It was it was a big moment for me to hit that and realize, man, I can do a lot more than I thought I could. Yeah, and I needed that in that moment. Yeah, uh, for me. But you know, it's it's the rebuilding, the consistency. That's yeah. where that's yeah. where I'm gonna have to find myself. Yeah, I think I mentioned before one of the gauges that I use for my nutrition is. My acid reflux. Ooh, uh, yeah. I have not had, I might maybe here and there, but all year I have not had to take it at all until this last like week or two. And I've started seeing myself uh, need to pop one in every uh, every other night or something like that. <laughs> From having something that, you know, we didn't have anything prepared, so let's just go grab this. And mm. and so I'm making those kind of decisions again. And, and I, 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 stopped, I talked to my wife, I think it was last night, and I was like, Babe, I'm taking that in acid again. I gotta, I gotta yeah. reset. So that's what I did. Is I kind of had a reset. I, I, uh, I, I like to fast for resets where it's just a time where <laughs> I, I feel like it physically. I feel like it kind of resets my gut a little bit. I can kind yeah. of get some of that. I don't know. I don't know scientific. I don't know if it actually resets sure. my gut bacteria or not. But it resets my my mental focus on on yeah. my goals at hand, and so that's what I do for a reset. And so I really think that that that's something that we can use in our spiritual journey too. If you see after that Jesus high, if you had if you go back to an old way, if you go back to something that you committed to changing at camp, mm-hmm. you can always yeah. just reset that reset your mindset and go back to where remember what absolutely encountered at camp absolutely you know i I feel you on that fasting i actually fasted since i guess last time i ate yesterday to we had lunch together so until we had lunch yeah um and that was roughly 18 hours for me and i felt good um doing it which was fun for me that's good but when we're thinking about fasting in, in a spiritual sense right um we're trying to maintain that that our our fullness in a sense. Yeah. Um, let's be real for a minute. Life is draining. <laughs> it is. It is. It, life is draining. And as we're walking through life and we're losing bits of our battery to fill in the blank, right? Yeah. It can be losing it to work, to extracurriculars, to anything I'm devoting my time yeah. towards. Um, but the only thing that is going to recharge us is being plugged into the source of life yeah. himself, yeah. God. And, and and for me, okay, for me, what that looks like is I have to make sure that I'm in Scripture. I have to make sure that I'm 
Um, like you said, not necessarily just the going to church. I can't place it all on that. Yeah. Um, I can study the sermons mm-hmm. from church. I yeah. can be in prayer in connection with God. Um, believe it or not, because it, it sounds like it would make us more tired serving the church, yes. you know, not to be a, um, inactive standing by the sidelines, watching things happen, Absolutely, but to man. be plugged in because even, even if you're introverted, having that community, having that fellowship does so much for you. Dude, serving the church is a game changer. It's uh, and not that we're doing it for ourselves. It's service for serving other people, sure. but the personal benefit you get from, from serving and donating your time yeah. to, to help out a church in any way, whether it's making coffee or, or taking out the garbage, there's, and it's, mm-hmm. there's something so fulfilling about it. If you have ever in your life, and, and if you've done this, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you have ever served the church in a selfless sense, right, given your time to it, uh, to Christ's bride, yeah. to the body that is the the whole church, not, not even just referring to the local church. If you've yeah. given it to the whole church, um, then then you know more you more than likely you can get confirmed. I don't think anybody would disagree with me that whoever you are serving, you are blessing them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's my pushback. You as the servant are more blessed than those who are being served. Yeah. Totally agree. That. You get more out of it. And that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It, you know, it seems like a contradiction, yeah. but in a very realistic way, Absolutely. You get more out of serving than being served. It is vital. It is important to have that. So how do we keep our battery full? We have to be plugged into the source. Yeah. We have to be, my, my laptop currently is losing power quickly, right? And, uh, and those listening to this won't be able to see it, but I'm holding up the laptop charger that is sitting next to me. It's not doing right? much good right there. It's doing absolutely nothing for my laptop in this moment. But for my laptop to get any benefit and to become more useful, yeah. right, to become more fulfilled, um, it would have to be plugged into a source of power. Yep. And for us, that source of power is God. Absolutely. We must maintain that in, in all senses. That has to be priority. Yeah, absolutely. And anything else that we devote our time towards comes second, right? Yep. God is the priority. He is chief. He's in the number one spot. And if we have anything before him, it is an idol. Yeah. And that's where I think, honestly, if you feel drained or like you need that mountaintop, like just to get me back on track, just to get a little bit of a reset, if you're in that position then take stock of what you spend your time on because the biggest thing that you spend your time on is the biggest thing that's keeping you from God. Yeah. The biggest thing that you are devoting your time towards, if you have anything that you're devoting time towards that is not God glorifying Mm -hmm. or edifying in some sense, pointing others towards Christ, then end of the day, if it's getting more time than God, you have an idol. Absolutely. Yeah. It's true. And I don't, I, I, oh man, I feel like soapboxing. Sorry. Oh yeah. I, I know I just got back from camp, but yeah, I, hey, I still got a little preaching in about. me. Still got a little preaching in me. Um, but 
it, at the at the end of the day, when we identify those idols, it's our responsibility to take care of them too. Mm-hmm. We have to hand those things over to God and, and say, "Look, I I need help removing this in some yeah. way." Sometimes that looks like fasting and saying, "Okay, social media, big deal for me, mm-hmm. um, big holdback. I need to fast from that." Yeah. And sometimes it just means an absolute removal with no, you know, or a complete repentance from whatever that situation is. Um, and and for us, when we have anything before God, there's nothing short that we can call it other than an idol. Yeah. And we, as a church, big C church, you know, globally, um, and and sometimes more so um, as a society, yeah. even, um, do not call out enough the idols and and Dustin what does that mean I eat doesn't the Bible say that you can't judge I can't judge but I can inspect your fruit (laughs) I can I can be a fruit inspector and if you are not bearing the fruit of a spiritually changed life of a life that has been molded and made to be more like Christ if you're not showing that evidence then it is very apparent that something is wrong Mm mm-hmm yeah. And when we have idols, it prevents that from happening. Yeah. And and we do not point those things out enough. Agreed. We, we bury it. We hide behind it. Yeah. We do anything we can to make ourselves feel better about that situation. And we let it sit untouched. Yep. And, <laughs> and it is my challenge to those listening... <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm totally not preaching at you. Sorry if you feel that way. I'm not sorry, but... If you feel that it, way, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> um, but do something about it. Yeah. One of the big things, the, the camp theme that we, we had for the year was choose. Choose. That's it. Um, choose. And like it. we discussed what it means to make that choice. And I challenged the students at the end of the week. I said, guys, we are about to head home. You're about to enter back into a mission field that you didn't know you had and now you're aware of. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what will you be able to say that you've done with the mission field that God's given you? Man. What will you be able to say? You have to set it out to be a priority and you have to make the choice about what you're going to do when you get home while you're here. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, if you were to make that choice here, it's a lot easier to make that choice here than it is to make that choice the second that that bus pulls into the parking lot. Think about it now. Because when you step off that bus back into the regular everyday routine, it's too late. Yeah. That's when the devil likes to hit you. It is. That's when the distractions hit. That's when everything's going to hit and you're going to forget about everything important. Yeah, it's true. Man, I hope you guys are encouraged from that. Uh, you know, this is obviously talking about students coming back from camp, but man, we all need that message. So please share this. Um, let anybody you know who might need to be get back on that mountaintop, let them know. Um, uh, Fitness-wise, if, if you guys need some help getting started on a program, please let us know. I would love to help you in any way possible. Um, we're working on some ways that uh, we can uh, do that in a more structured way. Um, and so stay tuned for that. Uh, and yeah, Adam, why don't you take us out on this? All right. 
Oh, Adam doesn't have anything. All right, I'll okay. I'll close this out. Oh, okay, I'll, you can. I'll, I'll right. be the wise old man at the table, <laughs> right? right? So, uh, coming from our camp theme, let me share this passage of scripture with everyone. Colossians two six and seven. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in Him, being rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, just as you were taught. And overflowing with gratitude. And man, that, that making that choice to be continuing. Yeah, right? We we focused on exploring these spiritual disciplines within the Christian life and and how in Christ, if I were to sum up the week, in Christ we are saved where we take hold of Jesus. We are set apart to walk in obedience. We are to be made solid in our, in our pursuit of being like Christ. And then we are surrendered to God out of the gratitude we have for him. Cool. So hope that you guys uh, can identify with something in that, you know, it's a journey and, and we don't get it perfect all the time, but we're somewhere there on the path. Absolutely. Where are you and where are you headed? Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives.